Chapter 15 Death leaves him for a time, and his return to sin. But truly I tend to think one reason he no longer regarded or remembered his sickbed fears, and was no better for them, was due to something the doctor who provided his treatment said to him when he was mending. As soon as Mr. Badman began to get well, the doctor sat down with him in his house and fell into conversation with him about the nature of his disease. Among other things, they talked about how Mr. Badman cried out, trembled, and expressed his fears about going to hell when his sickness pressed hard upon him. The doctor said, Those fears and outcries arose from the height of your fever. Because this sickness is often attended with lightheadedness, for this reason you couldn't sleep, and mental vapors disturbed the brain. But you see, as soon as you got some sleep and much-needed rest, you quickly started getting better. Your head settled, and those frenzies left you. Without a doubt, my troubles were only the effects of my sickness, Mr. Badman thought, because vapors got up into my brain. Then surely, since my physician was my savior, my lust will again be my god. So he never paid attention to religion any more, but devoted himself to the world, his lusts, and his wicked companions again. And that was the end of Mr. Badman's conversion. As you told me about him, I thought this would be the result, because I discerned by your relating of the details that the symptoms of true conversion were lacking in him. The only evidence that appeared to be anything like them were no different than those who abandoned to sin might have. You're right, and he was most sensible. He still lacked a sense of the contamination of his nature. He only experienced guilt for his sinful actions in the way those wrongdoers, Cain, Pharaoh, Saul, and Judas, did before him. Scripture And Cain said unto the Lord, My iniquity is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth, and from thy face shall I hide, and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. And it shall come to pass that any one that finds me shall slay me. Genesis 4, verses 13 through 14. Then Pharaoh sent and called for Moses and Aaron, and said unto them, I have sinned this time. The Lord is righteous, and I and my people are wicked. Exodus 9, verse 27. Then Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and thy words, because I feared the people and consented unto their voice. 1 Samuel 15, verse 24. Then Judas, who had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented and returned the thirty pieces of silver to the princes of the priests and the elders saying, I have sinned, and that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? Thou shalt see to it. And casting down the pieces of silver in the temple, he departed, and went and hanged himself. Matthew 27, verses 3 through 5 Let bad man's broken leg put check to bad man's course of evil, lest next time bad man breaks his neck, and so goes to the devil. Besides, the big things he desired were that his life might be lengthened in this world, 
and that he would be delivered from going to hell. And who would willingly want to go there? In all that he said or did, we don't see that he desired Jesus Christ the Savior. He didn't sense his need for Christ's righteousness to clothe him and for his spirit to sanctify him. He depended totally on his own strength again and didn't recognize the treachery of his own heart. If he had, he would never have been so free to make promises to God about changing. Instead, he would have been afraid that if he were healed, he would have returned with the dog to his vomit. Scripture, as a dog returns to his vomit, so the fool returns to his folly. Proverbs 26 verse 11 And he would have begged for prayers from the saints and help from heaven that he might be kept from doing so. While it's true that he asked for prayers from good people, that is also what Pharaoh asked of Moses and Aaron, and Simon the magician asked of Simon Peter. Scripture Entreat the Lord that the thunderings of God and the hail might cease. Exodus 9 verse 28 Then Simon answered and said, Pray ye to the Lord for me that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. Acts 8 verse 24 Badman's mind had also seemed to be set on his wife and child, but regrettably it was more accurately the conviction God gave him affecting their happiness over his own than it was for any true love toward the work of God in them. True, he showed some kindness to them, which made it seem he did care for them. But the rich man in Luke 16 did the same. When he was in hell, he showed some kindness toward his five brothers who were still in the world. Yes, he loved them enough as to wish they would go to heaven instead of joining him in hell to be tormented. Scripture Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou would send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Luke 16, verses 27 through 28 Sickbed repentance is seldom good for anything. You're right. It's rarely good for anything. To nature, death is unwelcomed, and usually when sickness and death visit the sinner, the first takes him by the shoulder, and the second stands at the bedroom door ready to receive him. Then the sinner begins to look around and realizes these will take him away before God. He will think, I know my life hasn't been what it should be. How will I do when I appear before God? or even if it's more the sense of the punishment awaiting him, as well as the place of punishment for sinners, that's also startling to a defiled conscience when it's roused by death's lumbering at the door. Consequently, sickbed repentance and the reason for doing it, namely to be saved from hell and death and have God heal them and restore them to health again, shows that they think it is in their power to get better which is evident by their large and lavish promises to repent. I have known many who, when they've gotten sick, have shown large measures of this kind of repentance. While it has lasted, it makes the town ring with chatter about it. But regrettably, how long has it lasted? Often it's only until the sick party is made well. It passes away like a mist or a vapor. It doesn't continue. But this kind of repentance is compared by God to the howling of a dog. Scripture 
and they have not cried unto me with their heart when they howled upon their beds. Hosea 7 verse 14 In all this one can still see the desperateness of man's heart, see such promises for what they are, desperate wickedness promising to God they will change if he will only spare them. Yet as soon as they recover, or soon after, they fall into sin and live just like they did before, and never consider their promise again. It is certainly a sign of desperateness, yes, of desperate madness. Scripture And the Lord heard the voice of your words, and was angry, and swore, saying, Surely not one of these men of this evil generation shall see that good land, which I swore to give unto your fathers. Deuteronomy 1, verses 34-35 through 35. For they must think that God surely took notice of their promise, and that He heard the words they spoke, and has stored them up against the time to come when He will testify to their faces that they flattered and lied to Him when they lay sick on what they thought was their deathbed, and how they promised Him that if He would heal them, they would repent and change their ways. When He slew them, then they sought Him. They returned and inquired promptly after God. They remembered God was their rock, and the high God their Redeemer. Nevertheless, they flattered Him and lied to Him, because their heart wasn't right with Him, neither were they faithful in His covenant. Scripture When He slew them, then they sought Him, and they returned and inquired early after God. And they remembered that God was their rock, and the high God their Redeemer. Nevertheless, they flattered him with their mouth, and they lied unto him with their tongues. For their heart was not right with him, neither were they steadfast in his covenant. Psalm 78, verses 34 through 37. But as I have told you, this is what Mr. Badman did. He made great promises that he would be a new man, that he would leave his sins and become a convert, that he would love his godly wife, etc. Mr. Badman spoke many fine words in his sickness, but they weren't followed with good actions when he became well again.